hello and hello again and welcome to the soapbox podcast my name is tj lemon the official host of the soapbox and i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in today for my first official soapbox episode I want to give a shout out to all the people out there that decided to show their support by listening to the podcast. I promise you that I'm going to continue to bring you all kinds of content, great interviews, as well as talk about the toughest conversations in today's world. So with no further ado, let's get into today's content. All right, so today is a very, very special day. It's Mother's Day. And I can't explain or express just how much of an important day this is to people all over this country. Um, The mothers out there, uh, you guys, the ones that go to the soccer games and the baseball games and the schools and talk to the teachers and cook dinner and cook breakfast and run all around the world for your children. Today is the day that we honor and respect you for the magnificent job that you do. And quite frankly, there's absolutely no way that this world could be anything, anything at all worth living in without the love and contribution of magnificent mothers. So I tip my hat to you. Um, I look at my wife and I wonder Sometimes if I could juggle all of the hats that she juggles on a regular basis, because I know my kids are absolutely crazy. Um, That's a major, major task that uh, I think that she does a great job with. Um, This is also a trying day for me because this is really the first Mother's Day that I will not have my mom. Um, I I lost my mom, or rather, uh, we never lose them. So uh, my mom passed uh, and went on to heaven late last year, uh, somewhere a little bit before um, the holiday season. I don't really want to uh, go into details about it, but uh, that is it. But, uh, you know, today is not for me to discuss uh, her passing. Um, Really, in all honesty, this whole effort that I'm doing right now, this podcast, this is something that me and my mom talked about uh, prior to her passing, and um, I dedicate today's show to her. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the biggest things that I was trying to do as I was developing this cast was I wanted to kind of gear it towards being released right on Mother's Day. And here I am uh, trying to uh, fulfill that, that, that promise basically to myself uh, that I made when it came to this effort. My mom was amazing. She wasn't perfect now, you know, nobody is, but she was absolutely amazing. Um, She was there for me in trying times um, she was there for me when my when I needed her, when my brother needed her, when my family needed her, when her husband needed her. She was there. And I think that that mirrors the exact model of many of the mothers in the world today. Um, I want to kind of 
give a special shout out though to the single moms. Now, don't get me wrong. Every mother is special. Every mother is a major contribution to life. But there's something special about single moms. They carry a lot of the weight that they don't have a male figure or they don't have a companion in the household that really, really weathers the storm with them. Um, The Census Bureau gave statistics and they said that 25% of all United States families, all United States families, are being run by single parents. Now, you know, everybody out there that's listening, you guys know as well as I do, everybody doesn't partake in the census. So this is just looking at the number of individuals, the number of families that actually take part in the census. And 25% of those families were single parent homes. That means one-fourth of those people were single, single parent homes. That's a big deal. Um, that's a major issue. Now, out of that 25%, 80% of them, 80% of them were mothers. 80% of them were mothers. That carried the statistics on to say that 21%, 21% of all children in America are being raised by a single mom. That is staggering. That is staggering. And I contributed to uh, to the change in the way our society does things, um, how we see things, the, the norms that we allow. Uh, much has changed in the years that I've been alive. And I've, I've only been around for a little over 30 years. Um, I'm sure that there are people out there who see today's world as a stark difference from when they were children or when they were raising their children. So that's a big issue. And it makes a big deal in the, the lives of the child, um, a lot, the lives of the children, because uh, the mother has to be the all in all. And it's a very, very tough job. Um, Why do I say that? Well, I look at my mom. Because for the vast majority of my life, um, as well as the vast majority of my brother's life, my mom was a single mom. And I remember days when she would work all day, come home, change clothes, clean the house, cook for us, feed us, spend time with us, and then have to uh, figure out a way to get herself prepared to do this routine all over again the next day. You know, I remember those days when she would drive up and I would look at her and she would be tired. I mean, just ready to, to call it quits for the day, knowing that her real job her second job, or really her primary job, to be honest with you, didn't even start until she came home. And that's rough. So I tip my hat to the women out there that are doing this on a regular basis. You guys are the cornerstones of our population. 
You guys are what makes the world go round. And I appreciate you because I appreciated my mom and I appreciate what she has uh, installed in me. Um, when I was a kid, man, my mom probably ran around after me a lot more than she did my little brother. Uh, I was into everything. I was all over the place. I had 20, 30 uh, times the energy that I probably should have had, and I was getting into everything. Um, I remember my mom was following me around when I was wrestling, which I did that for a while. Uh, My music, my mom was always there. I mean, it's just so much that mom did to contribute to making sure that I was raised properly. Um, and a lot of times she didn't have the, the, the help that she needed. Um, not taking anything away from my dad because my dad and you know, he did his thing. Um, but my mom carried the burden. She carried the load when she tried her best to make sure that I was able to have graduation pictures and a yearbook. Um, when she tried her best to make sure that I could uh, afford what it cost to play football one year, you know, mom was struggling, um, through grade school. I was not easy. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble, um, got in fights and, uh, caused a lot of issues in the household. Mom had to kick out a lot of money. I remember, uh, one time I got into an issue with a young man and, uh, It ended up being criminal charges placed on me. They were actually going to put me in juvie. My mom ran and ran and bust her behind to find the money to ensure that I wouldn't go to youth prison. You know, she did that. She talked to everyone. And see, at that time, They gave me a public defender, and honestly, I I take nothing away from those individuals, but this person did absolutely nothing to help my situation. I was just a quick paycheck, and then I was going off to be locked up. My mom, literally in the middle of the courtroom, became my lawyer, and she fought for me, and she stood up in front of the judge, and she ensured that her son was not going to be taken away from her that day. Um, I'll never forget that, you know, I'll never forget that. That was her giving herself for me. And and that's just one example. Um, as a teenager, I got mixed up into a, a cult. Um, I started following a, 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 the wrong guy. And, and, and let me say this, you know, for, for young men, you, you have to understand that men want male influence. We crave that, especially at young ages. So as hard as my mom tried, as hard as she tried to be the strong cornerstone of our house, and she was, I still longed for a strong male influence, a strong man to relate to, to cling to, and I found one. Um, it just happened to be somebody that did not have my best interest in mind. So I fell into a very destructive situation. 
And inside of that destructive situation, um, I, I did a lot of things that hurt my mom. You know, um, I moved away. Uh, didn't come down for family reunions, wouldn't come down for holidays, never called, uh, hardly ever communicated, really distanced myself from her um, after all she had done to make sure that I was okay. Well, when I finally came to my senses, I needed to get away. I had to escape. My life was in danger. I was in a situation where my back was against the wall and I had nothing, absolutely nothing, almost a thousand miles away from home and nobody to turn to. I picked up the phone and I called my mom. And I told my mom what was going on in the situation. And the only thing that my mom said was come home. Come home. I got on the bus the next morning. I rode all the way from Baltimore, Maryland to Sherrill, South Carolina. And my mom was there at the bus stop waiting for me to get home. And she smiled and she laughed and she cried. And the whole ride home, I explained to her all of the traumatic events that I had been through that I could, you know, and she listened and she didn't judge me. She didn't beat me up. She didn't tell me I couldn't stay. She didn't tell me I couldn't be a part of the family. She welcomed me in just like mothers do. And I made up my mind inside of that situation that despite the fact that I was an older man, and despite the fact that I had made life decisions, my mom took me in as if none of that had ever happened. And so I told myself that day, and I made a promise to her, and I made a promise to God, that from that point on, I would do any and everything I possibly could to help my mom. If she needed me, I would assist her. And that's what I did. I, I, I put myself in the shoes of eternal gratitude because that's what she deserved. And she never made it awkward. You know, sometimes people do favors for you. You know how it goes. And they'll make you feel like um, you owe them something or or uh, you're, you're dependent on them. Mom never did that. She never did that. Never. Um, when I, I mean, my, I fell in love uh, with a wonderful woman who I have to say is an absolute awesome mother in her own right. And I have watched her and witnessed her raise children, help me raise the, the two that we bore together um, and just been a phenomenal, phenomenal example of a mother. Um, but when I met her, you know, my mom was like, well, okay, who is she? You know, I want to know who she is. Because, you know, mom mom ain't going to just let you deal with just any female. You know, if, if mom ain't, ain't cool with it, then, you know, early on, she's going to let you know. Um, and that's how my mom was. She wasn't going to just roll over and let me fall for just anybody. And it's amazing 
um, how the two of them became such great friends, even at the very end of my mom's uh, physical life here on earth, um, how they worked together to do so much and accomplish so much and how my wife stepped in and, and actually uh, connected with my mom to help her out, uh, to assist her. So it's amazing how that all worked out. My mom had grandkids. Uh, she wanted grandkids the whole time that, that I was younger. And when I finally met my wife and we got married, my mom finally had grandkids. She had been wanting that forever. And I saw how she took the same nurturing, loving aspect that she showed to me. And she poured it on their on their heads, you know. Um, my mom was a, a true Christian. My mom loved God and she dedicated herself to the service of her God and her church and her ministry because she became this great minister, um, that I didn't even see coming, you know, when I was a young man, uh, mom was always active in the church. You know, she was always talking and me and her were on the choir together. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff that I saw, but the, the day she called me and she told me, she said, she said, TJ, uh, I got something to tell you. She says, I've been called to preach. I said, well, mama, that's cool. I said, I'm, I'm all for you. You just let me know what you need, and I got you. And she was so excited, um, so excited to be of service, so excited to have, have heard uh, this call on her life. And she worked, you know. I think that's a big thing that's missing in today's world. My mom worked. She didn't just go to the ministry. She went through classes. She went through courses. She went through a pastoral school. Uh, She got on the ground and she ran. When I tell you, my mom preached everywhere she could, every location that, that she could step into, she did. She, she, that's how she was built. You know, she did that for us for years as our support system. And now as an active part of the ministry, she just went crazy. I mean, it was just, it was all over the place. And she would always ask me to sing. Um, that was the one thing that she did everywhere. She went, TJ, can you come sing with me? TJ, can you come sing for me? And every time that I could, I would definitely be there and it never failed. You know, I'd go, we get in there, and I've got a singing group, and we would sing, 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 sing. And right before my mom would preach, she would say, right now, I'm going to ask my son to uh, sing one more song before I preach. And I did it. Um, but she was great. She was excellent. Uh, my music grew from her influence 
Um, I remember I, I am absolutely in love with lemon meringue pie. And I never even wanted to taste a lemon meringue pie. I never even thought of tasting a lemon meringue pie until my mom worked at a nursing home. And she was a part of the uh the 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 cooking crew. Uh she was one of the dietitians. And she started making this lemon meringue pie while working at the nursing home. And she would bring it home um, maybe twice a week. And me and my brother would start eating it. And I absolutely fell in love with lemon meringue pie. Absolutely fell in love with lemon meringue pie. So uh, mom affected my my eating habits, my taste buds, um, my fondest memory. Of my mom, every Christmas morning, it never failed. Even when I was gone and wasn't even trying to be a part of the family the way I should, every Christmas morning, my mom would bake a pineapple cake. And she would set the pineapple cake out and probably since I was, I don't know, old enough to remember, even through when my brother was born, um, we would get up on Christmas morning and that pineapple cake would be sitting there on the kitchen table and we'd go in and we'd just eat away. Probably, probably the only day of the year that my mom would let me get up at six, seven in the morning and eat cake. Most likely. So we would get up and we would just eat away and she would just have the best of times watching us eat and talking to us. We'd open gifts and just, I mean, it'd just be wonderful. Last year was the very first year that I woke up and I did not eat that cake at her house. But another wonderful woman made sure that I had my pineapple cake, and that was my wife. Um, she saw the tradition. We talked about the tradition years. You know, I mean, she had been with me for years, so she saw what I did every Christmas morning. Um, and she made sure that Christmas morning, when I got up, I had my pineapple cake. Um, it was great. And I thought about mom. I sat at the table and I reminisced and everything. Um, but I have to say, I truly have to say that my mom succeeded. Um, her number one goal in life was to ensure that me and my brother and, and other people that she helped raise because we weren't the only children in the household. We weren't the only children that my mom raised. I mean, she, she literally raised about four or five of us as if, they, as if we were her own, me and my brother were blood, but she had more children that were in our house than just me and my brother. Um, so there are other people that I call brother and sister and I mean, we grew up together. Um, we, I mean, literally doing the same thing, being fed at the same time, people buying the clothes for us at the same time. It was, it was almost like we were all blood. 
But my mom succeeded because her goal was to ensure that we were successful, that we grew up to be upstanding citizens, that we grew up knowing how to secure a life for ourselves that was pleasing, that was structured, that that accomplished something. And that's what we've done. And I, I can't say enough how much I thank her for that blessing, for her being the influence that led us all to the success that we have today. I would not be the man that I am if it were not for the woman that my mother was. And I thank her. So to all of you mothers out there, single, married, divorced, widowed, whatever your status is, to all you mothers out there, understand you are the most important element in your child's eyes. Daddies are great. Trust and believe. We we play a major role in the stability of our children. And later on in a podcast, I'm going to talk about how important of a role that is. But right now, I have to say that there is nothing in this world that takes the place of a great mother. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's no greater commodity in the world whatsoever. God made sure that he blessed us with that element in our life. And that is one of the most important elements that we could ever have. So if your mother is still alive and you're listening to this podcast, please call her up, write her, talk to her, appreciate her, because her time with you is so precious and it it's just so short-lived once it's gone. It doesn't even feel like it lasted long. And if your mother is gone on, then I applaud you for having spent some of the most wonderful moments of your life with one of the most beautiful gifts that God can give you. A mother is a joy. A mother is a gift and a jewel. And it can never, ever be replaced. So, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Stay tuned. Uh, stay on point. More podcasts will come. And again, happy Mother's Day from TJ at the Soapbox. God bless.